everyone, and welcome to another edition of Talking Tigs. I'm your host, Scott Gerard, joined today by Tommy Johnson and Daniel Zollinger. Got quite a few things to get into. It's been a busy week uh, at LSU. Uh, namely, the, the baseball team took the series at Auburn. Uh, we'll get into that. I think it should have been three, but you know, like I said, we'll get into that. Um, believe it or not, Will Wade has another basketball transfer. And uh, well, we got some, uh, some football news to, to get into as well. But before we dive in, wanted to check in with the co-host, see see how you guys are doing. Hope you had a good weekend. Um, anything anything exciting to report? A pretty good weekend. Had some LSU graduation events that I attended, which was fun. Uh, some family members were graduating from there, uh, and so that was a good time. And yeah, uh, watch LSU baseball games. Uh, we're gonna get into that. And uh, yeah, doing well. Good to talk to y'all. Close in on 100 episodes. Pretty crazy. Yeah, it is kind of crazy. Uh, the only the only thing that's going on in my life right now is I have a cold, and uh, yeah, so I'm just dealing with that. And I'm gonna power through it though for the listeners. So good, good. Yeah, and I appreciate you guys socially distancing over there. I'm doing my part. You know, I'm not six feet. I'm like 600 miles away. But, <laughs> yeah, you're uh, you're 600 <laughs> miles away from me. <laughs> uh, but I know it's just crazy now because every time you get a cold, it's like, yeah, it's just another cold, which I've had, you know, I haven't really had since everyone's wearing masks. But it's like anytime you're, you're doing anything, it's, uh, you know, if it's like a COVID-related thing, the questions are, are you having cold symptoms? Uh, yeah, but I always do. I don't, I don't want to mention it though, because then you're going to think. I have oh, I know that's no, that's a huge deal. It's like <laughs> I, I like, you know, I, I know, I know, I just have a cold. Like it can't, you know, on Saturday my nose started running. Then on Sunday I started like sniffling and like you know, I, and I'm, I was tired. I was like, oh okay. Right, and right. then, but but like you can't say that to anybody. You can't be like, oh, I have a cold, because then they're like, <gasps> you have a cold. <laughs> you have it go go away yeah. get out of here like yeah no so now that you've said that that's unlocked this upper other se- separate set of questions that i now must ask you yeah You're like, ah, shut up anyway um enough covid talk let's talk about some lsu baseball because um you know hooray hooray the tigers won the series at auburn i was confident that they would i didn't think that they wouldn't um i guess the only thing i would be disappointed about was that they didn't sweep um and they they didn't sweep um and kind of just ruined a, a really great performance by Mikel Hilliard. But yeah. Uh, anyway, let's let's start with game one. Uh, I mean, the Tigers, uh, you know, Landon Marceau, another great outing, man. I just uh, these pitchers, uh, you know, I think the batting starting to finally. It seemed like they were coming around. There's still spots, obviously, like you know, the, the third game that they lost, where the the batting or the hitting is just, you know, it's just, you know, for pardon the pun, but it's, it's hit or miss, you know, it's like some games that look really good and other games, it's just, it's non-existent. Um, but God bless for Trey Morgan, because he's the one thing I feel like, you know, the hitting can at least count on like the only run they got or almost the only, the only hit they almost had on the third game was Trey Morgan's leadoff Homer. Um, uh, just, he, he was also named another player of the week again, I think for the second, second week in a row um so congrats to him but yeah man i i i think the tigers look good i i I still don't know how to assess them going forward because it just feels like that they're just uh uh under underachieving i guess but i mean 
a lot of good things in the first two games. I was able to watch a little bit of each one, mm-hmm. but I don't know, Tommy. What? Like, I don't know if you got to see any of it, but um, you know, you know, what, what are your thoughts? Because I feel like the Tigers seem like they want to get in a good, uh, get some good momentum, at least you know, hitting wise. I think the pitching's there, but the hitting, it's still, it's like you know, you got a few weeks before postseason, but it's it's almost there. Yeah, I mean, I kind of agree with you. I, I, I similar um, to you, I, I caught parts of the first two, and then I watched pretty much the entire uh, third game. I picked picked the wrong game to watch the entire part. Of it. <laughs> yeah. But, uh, but I think that that it, it's kind of like you said, it's great to win a series, woohoo! Like we did it, but it's all spoiled by that last by that last loss. We yeah. should have swept that team. And we needed to sweep that team. I, I was texting a buddy about it, and I was like, yeah, this is our playoff game, basically. Like, now the pressure's on us, and I'm sure we'll get into this kind of looking ahead, but you know, now we have to play really, really well against two uh, – I mean, Auburn is, pro- is what, the worst team in the SEC statistically? Maybe not the worst, but yeah. But I, I, would, I would argue this, not record-wise. I mean, record-wise, maybe. But if you watch those games – like Auburn was in it the whole time. They've got yeah. probably the most most run one one run losses, you know, in the conference. And you can see why. It's like LSU was able to pull out the first two games, um, but it's like they can hang around and they can compete. They just unlucky or whatever. But anyway, I just remember that we had we'd identified like this series as like the the series that LSU really needed to take advantage of to kind of to 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 make it so that they 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 can almost cruise into the playoffs and now the pressure is really on going into this Alabama and A&M series and I mean I I just I I think it's a missed opportunity but that's that's something we've dealt with the entire year what opportunity have we gotten that we haven't missed or partially missed or fouled off basically you know um so I think that I I think that it's kind of par for the course like we've we've seen that's exactly that series is exactly what you can expect from this LSU baseball team. Yeah. Cause we kind of talked about the magic number of being like 14 sec wins. And even then it's not guaranteed. Yeah. That's just like, you'd pretty, like more if pretty, you yeah, pretty much the bare minimum. And so at nine and 15, now they have to win five out of six in the last two series against Auburn or not Auburn, Alabama and A&M, uh, which is not an impossible task, but that's pretty tough considering both of those teams are, around our record and, and skill level uh, and one of them being at A&M uh, which is not going to be a, an easy finish to the season and it's just that you you know why why not try to get that it'd be so much easier to be looking down looking down these last two series and saying okay like well we just need to win we just need to win two series right but now the pressure's on it's like okay well like we need to sweep one of these teams yeah, and I mean, kind of hindsight is twenty twenty, but then you look back and you say, like, oh, we got swept by Tennessee and yep. swept by Vanderbilt. Like, if you could have taken maybe one in both of those series, you're, you're in a such a better position. We should have taken at least one, maybe two against Tennessee. I mean, if you remember, that yeah. the, those games, we, we were in both of those games. There, yeah, yeah, there was two extra innings games that we lost. The weird extra inning game where didn't wasn't it one of those ones where they only played like seven innings at one point? Or? Yeah, it was seven innings and they went to eight and we lost in the eighth inning. Yeah. Well, but, then they remember they paused the game, and then they started the next day. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but as far as the the Auburn games, like even the first two where we won the first one by five and the second one by three, both of those were close games until the very end uh, when we got a little bit of run support. Thankfully, um, 
but I don't, I don't know if we played down a little bit to them or if kind of, they were just on, they had a lot of home runs. It was kind of surprising. Yeah. Like every single time, like they would just take it deep. Uh, but it, it was tough to watch that last game it was just neck and neck one, one to the very end. And then Auburn started loading the bases and, you know, it was, it was over in <laughs> uh, just a sour way to end the weekend. Now let's get it. Let's get a seat check on Paul Maneri. Are we hot right now? I remember it, it cooled off a little bit yeah. after, after um, what, after we, after we won one against whoever we won against, yeah. I'm, I'm losing track of our wins. There's so few. Right. But, uh, I well, would well, Paul Maneri himself today said the team was in a precarious position uh, yeah. going into the end of the, the year. So if he thinks that about the team, maybe he thinks that about himself in terms of his coaching position being precarious. Mm. Uh, maybe he's kind of thinking that like, if we miss the playoffs then it may be me who's getting served up um, or if he's already kind of trying to finesse with someone else to say like, all right, if this happens and I'm in or gone or, or who really knows, uh, but if he's already saying that the team is is not looking good, then he must be worried at least a little bit, I would think. Yeah. Well, I, th- I think he realizes though that there's there's just so like there's only so much that he has enough talent to win two out of three, but it's like these these blunders that I don't know if that's on him or the team, right? Like these base running errors or the what they they loaded the bases somewhere on catchers interference, like some of oh, the oh the the two catchers. Oh my gosh, those. That was absolutely unbelievable. Having two catchers interferences. Yeah, yeah it was the third, third game in the in the ninth inning when like we could have rung up the second out and backed up the infield to like get the third out and the sent it to extra innings, but they had the catcher's interference to load the bases with one out, and then that's that was what oh, killed us. It was sickening to watch. Well, I was like, wait, I, how did they not get the out when like he didn't register on the screen? And then they did, showed the replay, and I was like, oh, what? <laughs> right. Well, I don't know. I would back it up and say a little bit, you know, earlier in the game, it's like Trey Morgan let off with a homer, which was great. And I, I think, honestly, I don't know. I feel like our offense or some of these games could be decided by, you know, by him because he's just, he's so good. And he's a freshman and we were lucky we got him for two more years. But after that, six innings, six innings with zero hits after that. Uh, I mean, I think they got some later in the game, but it's like you, there's no way that you should be, no hit for that long on their third day starter, not to take anything away from the guy, but I mean, there, you know, there'd be a reason he's the third day starter. Right. And zero hits over six innings. Again, I don't know if that, I don't know if you can put that on Maneri. some other stuff you definitely can, but uh, I mean, this is what, this goes back to what I've been saying for, you know, I feel like weeks. Uh, It's just like LSU's got these, great pitchers and they're going to give you seven innings they'll keep you in the game for seven innings and if you can't get two three four runs in that span that's like what, what can you do it's you're just wasting great pitching uh but again i don't know if that's on Maneri, if that's on the hitting coach but I, I don't know i just feel like they've you know for a while they've had all these sec pitchers but they it seemed like they were hitting their stride right it's like they it seemed like they were starting to capitalize on these runners in scoring position bases loaded uh, jams for the other teams like because it was a close game that first game but then they just busted it open right uh, i think in the uh the eighth or ninth inning so that's why it was eight to three otherwise it had been four to three or something so it's like it, it feels like it feels like they're starting to turn a corner or i should say just when it feels like they're starting to turn a corner then they put up uh basically a goose egg 
on on the third game, which I don't know. I guess you know in the postseason you only need to win two, but I don't know. I just feel like it's going to hurt the Tigers because there's going to be that one game where they're in it and they're playing, you know, the the best, the hottest team in the country. It's like you're in it two to two, and then you just you don't score runs for six seven innings, and then they score on some catcher's interference to win the game, and then they move on to the uh, you know to Omaha or something. I just feel like that's how it's going to come down, and that at that point. That's when people are going to all look at Paul Maneri and go, "What the, you know, WTF?" Uh, maybe his seat will be hot, but I don't know. I mean, if he gets into the postseason, is is it really going to be that much hotter? I don't know. Mm. I uh, my final thoughts on this Auburn series. I mean, can you believe that we lost to a team with such plain, boring uniforms? <laughs> those were the most like th- those were just like the most generic looking uniforms. I, I was going to say, though, I kind of like their white ones. Uh, oh, those are the ones I was talking about. They're just white. I know, but I, I just thought they looked clean. I don't know. Something the same reason you just like those uh, SMU, SMU Dallas. Yeah, I, I, don't, I don't know. Don't why. even put those in the category of <laughs> SMU's Dallas uniforms. Those are the All best right, in the game. Fine. All right, they're incomparable. Whatever. I just, I liked it. What I liked, I wish I had gone to a game. The only game I could have gone to was the third one. I'm glad I didn't. Yeah. I, I would have hated to to, to drive, drive all that way yeah it was uh, someone was gonna go with me but they had to back out and uh i just i didn't want to go by myself so uh but i, I would have liked to have seen it because it seems like they have like a little green monster in their outfield kind of mm-hmm. looks like a few different parks i've been to uh finway i've been to uh I forget what the orioles have whatever it is now but it's like on right field there's like some brick buildings kind of looks like kingdom yards but in the left field they have that monster there um interesting field but Look very small seating wise. Mm-hmm. Um, nothing like Ole Miss either. They didn't have any outfield seating actually. I don't know if you guys saw that, but yeah, Ole Miss has like the the, the splash zone. But yeah, uh, yeah, the student decks where everybody like stands and then goes crazy and throws the beer whenever they hit the home runs. Right, um, wasting all that beer. Uh, but anyway, um, yeah, I don't know. I, I, what I know, we have another midweek game, and then who, who do we have next? Is it Alabama? Alabama? Yeah, well, we got Louisiana yeah. Tech tomorrow tuesday that's going to be the toughest of the midweek games we beat them earlier in the season in the one game we played but they're looking to host a regional so they're probably going to try and put it on us uh, at home but yeah then alabama friday saturday sunday are they top of conference usa right now tech uh i'm not sure i'll say this though lsu is undefeated in uh interstate games so far this season right i remember last season yeah they haven't lost a single one the last se- the last time they played, they were losing all these midweek games, and we're like, "What's going on here? This isn't supposed to happen." But yeah, at least they've they've corrected that. Um, the stat stuffers. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Uh, but I, don't know, I think that's that was probably it on baseball because um, I, I don't know. I just I, I feel like the team we have is that's it. You know, it's like it, I feel like there's there's still some more there that they could reach potential wise, at least on, on offense. Uh, but I mean, their their defense still looks great and the pitching man i think the pitching like i think we found a third day starter in mikhail hilliard um, yeah no I, I think that that's the one takeaway is like i think yeah. he's the guy going forward oh and then kind of the the wrap-up diagnosis is that if we lose a series against alabama the season's pretty much it's over, over yeah. if we win the series two and one there is a chance if we sweep them then you're feeling pretty decent about things but yeah, if you lose a series or even go two and one, it's pretty iffy. So uh, watch out for that. And then let's hope that we can bring out the brooms. All right. But let me ask you this. I know we were, we were about ready to move on, but it's like LSU probably has the toughest schedule in the country. 
And they, I know they're still, uh, you know, in a deficit in their conference record. But like, if, like you said, if they can just go 2-1 uh, the rest of the way, uh, I think that might put them like right about 500 or more. Uh, I mean, you know, they have the toughest schedule in the country. You, you don't think that they would uh, qualify for a regional somewhere? Maybe. I think they'd be in the discussion. This is just on some guy's college baseball website, but he has LSU ranks 22 in the country in terms of RPI, like kind of the power rankings. So it would be tough to leave out the 22nd ranked team in the postseason. He's got them as the fourth toughest schedule in the country, uh, which makes sense. And so they, if the, I don't even really know how they do the baseball exactly, but if the committee or whoever was thinking they would probably be in the discussion, unless we have an absolute collapse at the end of the season, which is still possible. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I would hope they at least give them a fair shake either way. Yeah. yeah. And then there's also the SEC tournament, you know, if they can look good there, that maybe that could bolster their chances. Did you know that, did you know that Fairfield at the Mac is 32 and one in baseball this year? I only know what Fairfield is. I'm just looking at the the rankings, like the the RPI rankings. They're number four, and then I've never seen a team like do that in baseball. They like, just run the table. I wonder who they lost to, but 32 and one. Nobody <laughs> else is even close on the rankings. No, that is impressive. I mean, the name. It, I don't know. It sounds like a, a name from like a baseball movie. Fairfield, Fairfield College. Like, I don't know, uh, like Million Dollar Arm or something. Uh, but uh, that that is impressive. Like only one. But you know what? Record doesn't mean anything, as Gonzaga proved in the uh, yeah. tournament. Uh, but anyway, uh, moving right along, uh, there was some you know some football news, and it was something we kind of thought could happen, uh, and it it did happen, and that was that T.J. Finley uh, officially announced that he is transferring. He is in the transfer portal. Uh, I guess he's he's there right now. He's just waiting for uh, for his destination. Um, I don't know. I, I honestly wasn't too surprised by the news. I hate to see him go. Cause I don't know. I just thought he, you know, he had something maybe a little bit different than some of the other quarterbacks, but I guess he just, he probably saw some writing on the wall or something. Maybe after that spring game, it kind of changed things for him or I don't know. Uh, you know, the, the coaches there, well, they'll, they'll say something to you as we've found out, you know, coach O is not above going to him and saying, Hey, you may want to transfer. I don't know if that's what happened. Uh, I could only speculate, but uh, it's it's possible that it did. But uh, I don't know. What do you? Uh, I'll start with you, Daniel. Uh, I I want to know if you were a surprised um, and b like where where do you think he might land? Well, I'm not very surprised, as most of Tiger Nation will probably be in the same boat because it was pretty much the consensus that it was a two horse race between Max Johnson and, and Miles Brennan at this point, we kind of got one A and one B with TJ sitting in the, uh, the third, third position. So it was tough to see him getting any playing time anytime soon. And so it's kind of understandable that he would want to get out of that situation. Uh, it's sad to see because I mean, we've been, or some of us have been pretty high on TJ for two close to two years on this podcast, talked about him since his high school days uh, with our old friend, Josh Lemoyne. And then now he's kind of come and gone in, in LSU history. Uh, but as far as where he's going to end up, you got to kind of think like the immediate Louisiana schools, like UL, Tulane, like Louisiana Tech, he may give those a look. Places where he could probably start immediately. I mean, if you can start for LSU, you can probably start for those other places. 
Um, he, he had offers from like big time players, Alabama, Georgia, but I can't really see him going there. If he, if he didn't kind of light it up at, at LSU, they're not really going to want to put him in the driver's seat, but I hope he, he finds success uh, somewhere. And I mean, nobody can take away from him the fact that he started and won a game as a true freshman at LSU and SEC game. So, I mean, that's pretty impressive in itself, but kind of wish you could have got to see him develop a little bit more and uh, show off his skill set. Yeah. Tommy. Yeah. I mean, I think that I'm not, I'm, I don't know if I'm surprised or not. I, I feel, I felt like I knew somebody was going to leave. Um, the only thing that made me hesitate to say it was going to be TJ was I think that it w- was that he, from everything that we'd, we'd heard about him from recruiting from Josh Lemoyne, just read, you know, just, just watching. He was like an LSU guy through and through. And uh, I almost thought, you know, if you'd asked me to place a bet on who would leave, I thought it almost made a little bit more sense for Max. To, I mean, not Max to, for miles to leave. Um kind of get a fresh start as an older guy and, and kind of be like what, you know, Jamie Newman or uh, JT Daniels kind of ended up getting, you know, or wanting to get from Georgia. Of course, Jamie Newman didn't, didn't play, but you know, that kind of, kind of had a, had a little bit of a career here. Let's go somewhere else and start fresh. Now, something that I thought about while I was with with the TJ news came out is he actually will, will get to be like basically a freshman again at wherever school he goes to because last year doesn't count for eligibility. So yeah, still got four left. He still got four left. I actually think, and he could redshirt. So he could be technically could have five years. Um, I think this is a good opportunity for him. I, I think that for a while, you know, for when I, when you first initially hear it, yeah, Daniel, I think you jump to the, to the typical uh, feeder schools that the LSU quarterbacks end up kind of going to like, uh, mcmillan justin mcmillan he went to two yeah started there two years and had a pretty good run yeah yeah um and you know, went to um played at nichols i think or mm. lizzie scott he went i thought he went to uh where where, where did he i thought you, uh, nichols state i could be could be wrong oh you, yeah well he went somewhere and then he transferred again uh well bad radio well well I'll, I'll splice it in but I, th- I thought he went to Lindsey Scott yeah I did transfer to Nichols um and okay. played for them okay anyway um so yeah Lindsey Scott back to what, you, back to what you're saying Tom. well, well my, but so so yeah I, at first I was like oh I thought I thought tech was like a really good fit for him because I know they, they say coach O has a really good relationship with Skip uh Skip Holtz and they like to throw the ball around he's got a big arm kind of makes sense it's Louisiana. He seems like a Louisiana kind of guy, but I actually think that what to watch out for is watch for TJ Finley to go through an entire recruiting process again and be recruited to be underneath a quarterback. I think that's a better situation for him. Look for, I I almost look for, for TJ to go to a school that has a, a junior starter right now. And because like I said, it's going to be like a freshman year all over again for him. So why, like, if I'm a coach looking at the transfer portal and I see that TJ Finley's in the portal, I think that's a really good opportunity. Let's say I, let's say I missed on the, on the quarterback that I wanted from, from recruiting, you know, like he, Oh, I really wanted this kid, kid X, but he went to wherever and I've kind of missed out. 
you could you could pick up a guy who was a four star uh, just you know a little bit over a year ago and be able to and he gets four years of eligibility. It's like he's a freshman coming in again, except he's been for for the past and he was an early enrollee. So for the past year and a half, he's been in a college weight program. He's been in a college system. He's been in a college, uh, uh, you know, quarterback room. So I think it's a really unique opportunity for him. I think it's a, a unique opportunity for, for whoever picks him up. But the only, the only thing that maybe might hurt his chances is that a lot of these schools, they kind of have their guys lined up already. So that's why, you know, I, I would almost look for, you know, look for him to go to a school that has like a, an established guy who's going to be there for the next two years or so. And for TJ to go and kind of kind of grow under him. Well, that was that was going to be my questions because uh, it could be a, you know, a plus or a minus. But it's like what it depends on, you know, what TJ wants. Ultimately, it's like, would he be OK with transferring elsewhere? And kind of like he was at LSU. It's like, hey, we you know, this is. This is uh, Max's year, but you're going to learn under him, and you know we'll, we could use you going forward. Or is he could say, you know what, I've already done that, and yeah. that doesn't guarantee me anything. I've already had, you know, some starting experience. I've had some play times in the SEC under my belt. I want to go somewhere. So if you can't tell me I can at least compete to start as immediately, then I don't know. You know, he says maybe he says no, thank you. It depends where TJ's at, honestly, and. I guess he has that, that prerogative, but uh, I don't know. What do you, do you guys think that that would, like it could go either way, right? Well, I think that objectively, I think it would work out better for him if he went to a place to develop. I think that he's, I think that one of the reasons why uh, you see, you see him transferring and not max or, you know, whatever is that TJ, the, the situation he had at Ponchatoula and, and then, you know, just the, the fact that his dad isn't a Super Bowl champion NFL quarterback like Max Johnson's was, he just, he's not as developed. And I think he needs time. Um, I think he needs time to, to, to kind of grow his mind, his football IQ into that huge frame he has. And I think he needs time to, to acclimate to the, um, whether he's in the SEC or he's in another major power five, um, I think he needs time to acclimate to that because you saw his worst game was was the Auburn game, right? I mean, that's where Coach O yelled at him, and it was the, yeah. that famous that famous bad interception he threw, and there was a bad fumble. Well, yeah. especially that fumble. If you remember, he's you know six seven or whatever. He's huge, and he takes the ball. The way he fumbles, he takes the ball, holds it up over his head, and is like trying to go down with with the ball. You know, trying to because and you know what? When you're when you're the probably the only six. Six 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 seven quarterback in the state of Louisiana when you're playing high school at Ponchatoula, you can do that. You can hold right. the ball over your head and no one's going to be able to touch it. And you can get, you can hold it over your head and take a knee and it, it, no harm right. or foul. But it just happens to be that when you're in the SEC, most of these DNs are the same size as you. And so I think that I think he needs time. And now he, that's that's not in vogue right now. That's not what he wants to hear. I'm sure. Um, he wouldn't be transferring if he, if he, if he felt that way. Well, actually, right. no, I think there is an argument for him to transfer even, even if he was like, look, I'm, I'm willing to wait. It's just that the, the, uh, the room's getting full, you know, I don't see a, I don't see a space for him at LSU. Even if he were willing to say like, look, I'll sit these next two years. It's like, well, 
you'll sit the next two years, but by the time that you're ready to start and maybe Max is gone, guess what? Here's, here's Nussmeyer and Walker Howard. Right. Mm -hmm. So I, I do, I think that's probably best for him. I think that, I think I, I just, I hope he, I hope he gets in a good situation because I would, I would not want to see him go to another school that throws him in real quick. And then you, and then kind of, he, he does something similar. He, he plays the same way he played at LSU, like uh, against that Auburn uh, team. And then he kind of gets labeled as like, Oh, it's, he's this kind of guy. Whereas no, maybe, maybe it's just, he's, he's a little bit raw right now. Right. Yeah. And you're talking, what you were talking about kind of led to one thing I wanted to mention, which was what's the likelihood of this happening again before the season starts to where LSU another loses LSU quarterback? another quarterback. Like now that TJ is out, are we pretty much set with the three guys that we're going to roll with or like, cause obviously the starting quarterback hasn't been named. Right. I mean, both Max and miles took like starting snaps in really? the spring game. But if coach O comes out and says like, all right, this is my guy could y'all see one more leaving or just does the competition be like, all right, if this guy has one bad game, I'm in like, keep both guys around. Uh, you're like saying like, Oh, I, I could go at any moment. I don't, I don't think, I don't think either leaves now. I think I, we, I, I don't see why anyone would. Yeah. Right? Cause I, we know, we know it's not going to be Garrett is uh, <clears throat> as, as talented as he is. He's, he's just definitely not ready. So it's either max or miles, but I mean, look what happened to miles last year. He, he got injured, you know, and, that's what gave Max his opportunity. I feel like Miles is in it for the long haul. I mean, he's why transfer now? I mean, he could maybe play somewhere else, but it's not going to be, you know, him step like T JT Daniels stepping in at Georgia and just picking up where he left off. I think, you know, he would have to downgrade a probably to a different conference to be able to start this fall. I, I would just think so. I don't know. But I mean, it, we have still have the rest of the summer. And if he didn't find out until like the end of summer and coach O names Max, then I mean, he's not going to go anywhere at that point. Um, oh, I don't. Yeah, I don't think he goes. I don't. I'm not convinced that Miles Brennan is um, putting all his eggs in football. You know what I mean? Like, I'm not convinced that he's that. I don't know if he is going to. If my if Max starts, if Max is the day one starter, I don't know if Miles is going to. I mean, maybe I'm wrong, but it just doesn't seem like he's he's the kind like you know, he was really, really excited about graduating. Like he was posting all the stuff about graduating from, from LSU. Like, I don't know, maybe, I, I just don't think that he's, and, and people have said that he's not as uh he's not the killer competitor like Burrow was. People said that's why he, that's why he was, uh, it's why he struggled a little bit. Mm. And, you know, the people, oh, he, he likes being in the duck blind. He likes being on a, on the fishing boat a little bit, you know, Whereas Burrow, yeah. the Chopping only thing he ever wanted to do was watch film. Right. And so I don't know if, you know, maybe Miles is like, yeah, I love LSU. I love this team. And if I can, if I just, if, if I'm not the guy, then I'll, I'll be here. Like, you know what I mean? I don't know. I just don't see him. I think it's a little bit late. Maybe right. it is though. I, we have seen people transfer right at the beginning of the season, like Kelvin Joseph, who went to Kentucky. Um, but what about what about if it goes the other way? Like if Coach O names if Miles my, the starter, no, and Max then, is not leaving. I nah, do not. No way. I think he, goes, that, he has to know he's the heir apparent. If Miles plays the whole season now with 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 yeah with Miles, I mean with Max 
playing the way he did against Florida and all of them and, and, you know, all the games he started playing the way he did in the spring game, his brother just committed here. His dad, I, I've listened to interviews with his dad. His dad has talked about like, has been coaching him and like the whole process of like competing for a job, but also like uh, being a good teammate, being a good teammate to the other quarterbacks in that room and like doing, doing all the right things. I don't, I think that he's committed. To L- I think he's an LSU guy. I think he's here. I think that, I think that him starting, like he didn't expect to start last year. Right. I, I, I think if everything goes, if everything goes fine for miles, maybe miles is in the NFL at this point. Yeah. And, and so I think that him starting the, you know, last like three games or four games last year, um, was like landing up. And again, like I, we keep saying it, but it, but it doesn't matter to this, to the, all this talk of transfers and everything last year didn't account. So as far as eligibility goes, it's like it never happened. Mm. So I, I think, yeah, I, I think Max is here. I think he's, I think he's the guy. I think that if not this year, next year, Max Brennan will be Max, Max Brennan. <laughs> <laughs> um, I think that if, if not, if not this year, next year, Max will be the uh, like the, one of the top quarterbacks in the SEC. Yeah. And he'll yeah, be an Ulster Tiger. Country if not country, I agree with you. And just to what you were saying about miles, not being like, you know, Joe Burrow, like a total football guy that could very well be the case. And, and that's fine. He's and just, how sweet. How su- I, I wish I could be the guy who's like really close to being starter at LSU, but maybe not. And like you live your life, you have the great, you're a leader on the team. People, everybody loves you, but like, you don't, but you know, you just kind of, you're just kind of there. You're just enjoying it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And you, you know, you know what, I'm not going to be, uh, I'm not going to be Joe Burrow or, or Tom Brady or whatever. Uh, so he's just enjoying his time there. It, it reminds me of um, uh, Terry Bradshaw and Phil Robertson. Cause oh, Bradshaw yeah. was behind Phil Robertson and Phil Robertson. I don't, I don't know what he did after college, but uh, he just, he, he loved to hunt and you know, he was hunting before and after practice, he went on to start duck dynasty. Terry Bradshaw went on to win, you know, some Super Bowls. So maybe that's the the Max and Miles thing that we have now. It's just the guy that's waiting behind Miles is like the guy. Yeah. But Miles is there now and he's ready and he's gonna start. And then after he graduates, he's gonna go duck hunting and work and probably start a, a reality show or something. Who knows? <laughs> Who knows? Um, but anyway, uh very interesting. I, yeah, I don't I don't think anyone's going anywhere now, at least not at this point. Now I, I do think that a year from now, we might be talking about, okay, is there going to be a squeeze between Nussmeyer and Walker Howard? I could see that. Right. The, right. The, then, I think that there are two scenarios that we see with, with that. Of course, we're, we're already, we're already like passing on from this year and going on to next year, but that's what, that's what this, the whole point is. Right. Um, I, I would, I, I wish we could get to a point with our quarterbacks where we, we get that, that Oklahoma Alabama model where, you get you get guys like, uh, you know, at one time they had Jalen Hurts, Mac Jones, and Tua on the same team, and everybody was there pretty much. I mean, of course, Jalen Hurts left in his senior year, but they were there for most of the time, right? I, w- I hope we can get to that kind of point where you've got maybe Max is a junior and he's playing his last year. Nussmeyer's ready to, to start his junior year. And then you got Walker Howard ready. Or you're saying where like the players understand that they're going to have one, like maybe two years. They're going to have one, two years, but those one um, or two years is going to be like, okay, you might win the Heisman. Yeah. Then. You're going to sit through the program, grow as a player. And then 
fingers crossed to kind of light it up when your time comes and then that you shuffle on to the NFL. I, yeah. I hope we can get to that point. I think that's it. I think that's the point where that's the point when you start competing year in year out, when you have guys who've been in the system for three years, but they haven't been asked to really like do anything until they're really, really versed in everything. Right. Um, I don't know if we're going to get to that point. I, it, it's all about that's, that's when you're talking about recruiting more than just stars and more than just like raw talent. You've got to recruit the right kind of guys. You don't find, I don't, I don't think that the, the type, the talent that Mac Jones had, you don't find that kind of talent in also the kind of guy who's willing to sit behind Jalen Hurts and Tua and then be like, okay, I'll come back to my senior year and win a national championship and be a Heisman finalist. Right. Right. Exactly. Yeah. It's, hard, it's hard to tell an 18 year old, or a 20 year old, Hey, like, don't worry. Like you're going to be really good, but you're going to have to sit here and not do and, and be on the sidelines and hold the clipper clipboard for three and a half years. Right. But I mean, the, like Nick Saban is probably the only person in the country where every player that, you know, is like a top rated quarterback could hear that and accept it. You know, it's like, well, I know if I play it save with Saban, yeah, I'll, I'll probably win a title. And I'll have to wait, but I want a title waiting, <laughs> you know? Yeah. But, but I mean, that's what we got to be striving for. Yeah. yeah you know, okay. I, I think that, I think that at Clemson, they, the Clemson kind of has that in, in some ways. I feel like, you know, there was never, there was never any question that, Oh, like, is DJ going to transfer because like he didn't beat Trevor Lawrence out? Like, no, like DJ knew full well that he would not play at all really. Right. Right. So, Although he actually played a lot, but he didn't play. A, I mean, he played what? He played basically the second half of every single game. <laughs> well, no, but that doesn't. Okay, come on. That's because they're beating about they're beating their teams. But he, but he didn't like beat out. He Trevor did. Yeah, Martin. he didn't. It, and there wasn't Trevor a quarterback controversy in fall <laughs> because DJ Ugalele is like, oh wait, I'm the baddest freshman ever, and I'm not beating. I'm not. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna start over the number one pick in the NFL draft. Right. Right. No, I mean, because that's what that is what happened though before Trevor. Like, because remember Kelly Bryant. With Kelly Bryant. Yeah. Yeah. He he went to Missouri because uh, he he knew. Um, but you know what a, what a position to be in, <laughs> you know. <laughs> uh, anyway, um, I think that's probably a, enough on on football because we gotta we gotta touch on some basketball news because because uh, Will Wade it's not a transfer this week. He actually got a recruit on his own, uh, and it's a uh, five star center, Efton Reed. He signs with LSU. Um, you know, make, make your joke now about AKA strong ass offer. But, <laughs> um, I mean, this guy's a consensus uh, five star, and he uh, he announced Sunday seven foot, two hundred and forty pounds. He was playing at IMG Academy in Florida, and yeah, I don't know. I imagine this guy could make an immediate impact, yeah. and you know, we'll see what he's got. And uh, this, I think this makes another top 10 recruiting class for Will Wade. So, so good on him. I mean, this guy was what the number, the number four center, at least by some, 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 uh, recruiting sites. So, uh, welcome aboard, <laughs> you know, I mean, this is, uh, this guy's the fourth high school signee for LSU for the 21, 22. Um, and I don't know. I mean, well, Wade's just doing his thing. You know, it's like there's all this stuff that people keep bringing up in the background, but it's not stopping Will Wade. He's still putting together these great classes. I feel like he's almost replaced everyone that he, you know, lost 
that that left to go to the NF or to the NBA draft. So, uh, I mean, it's business as usual for basketball. I mean, that's, that's great. Yeah. <laughs> what, I mean, in four recruiting classes, he's had five, five-star prospects and at least one every single year. Um, so he knows how to bring home the bacon, at least finding one or more guys. Like this is my like kind of centerpiece of the class. And it seems that Efton Reed will be that guy uh, for us this year, kind of like Cam Thomas was last year and Trenton Watford the year before. Um, so yeah, he fits in nicely with all these transfers we have. And if I had to guess, he'll probably start immediately. And we, we've got our, our five guys pretty much now between him. And we had talked about the transfers, Adam Miller uh, from Illinois, Tari Eason from Cincinnati, Xavier Pinson from Missouri. So that's four. And then maybe plus one guy like from the class previously. Um, not sure if that's like Eric Gaines or Jalen Cook or, or someone else. Uh, but there's your team right there because we had talked about it's going to be all new faces and it's all Pretty new much, faces. Yeah. I mean, it, I do think that this addresses something that we talked about a lot last year is one of the struggles. We didn't have like a true big man, right? Yeah, like Trina Watford was like 6'10", and he would work in the post, but he's not absolutely like bruising yeah. people, and he would post up outside and, and like do all that. Now, I did read about I did read about Mr. Efton, and uh, he is he, they they say he's more of a finesse type player, a little finesse big man. He's got good feet, all that, but I don't think he's. They said he's not like a shot blocker, and he's not like a, a um, like a Nas Reed. Yeah, I, so. I, you know, I guess, um, so yeah, I mean, I mean that's good. It's seven foot two twenty five. That's not like super heavy for a seven footer. Yeah, exactly. I mean, yeah. Um, I, I think that, but that seems to be something that Will Wade likes. He likes to get the more finesse shooter, like a big guy that can shoot a big guy, that, you know, I mean, Trenton Watford was playing as like a point forward at some points yeah. this year. So, uh, it'll, yeah, I'm, I'm excited about it. I think that just the fact that we can continue to recruit, and pick up we're like are we ever going to be really are we ever going to be like a, in the leagues of duke kentucky kansas unc probably not but if lsu can continue to recruit five, pick up five stars get great four and three stars and, and tra- pick up great people from the transfer portal I, I, that's all i'm excited about that i think that i think that lsu's basketball program continues to be on the rise um and you know, it's, it's, it, that's a cool thing to see. I'm excited about it. Yeah. And like these players are, they're not going like number one overall that Will Wade's recruiting like in the NBA draft, but he's getting people drafted like Nas Reed and Trenton Watford and Cam Thomas will probably all go in the draft, like Skylar Mays even. Um, and so these guys are like, yeah, there's NBA and even going back before Will Wade, like Ben Simmons at going number one overall, like there's NF or almost at NFL uh, NBA potential at LSU and he's building a program. Not that we've cut down the nets or anything. Uh, we cut down the nets in the SEC. In the SEC. Yeah, we we did share the title with Tennessee uh, two years ago. Um, but yeah, like there's potential there, and and stardom, and the fans are, are into it. I feel like there's a lot more interest. Oh yeah, in LSU basketball than there was kind of through the mid to late 2000s to early 2010s. I feel like. You know, I, I there was definitely interest when Ben Simmons came. Yeah. But it was just because he was him. Yeah, that was more of just like a one-time oddity craze, I and, guess. And then like, but like I also I remember like halfway through the season when he just turned out to be a kind of a bad guy. <laughs> I feel like people stopped caring. And well, he stopped playing. Like He's, he didn't play like the last like five or six games of yeah. the season. Huh? Yeah. <laughs> and he'd stopped going to class at some point too. I mean, he he just checked out. 
Yeah. Right. Yeah. I mean, he checked out. Did I ever tell you about the time I I, I kept running into him at the uh, at the parking office at LSU? <laughs> yeah, I hope you got a good story about him. Like he has all these tickets and like no, 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 literally yes. Like it's okay, Ben. Don't worry about it. Okay. Yes, that's the, that's precisely the story. I kept having so when I my freshman year at LSU, that was his the year he was there. Um, I had like a medical permit because I just had a knee surgery. So like I was able to park in like the medical spaces, but because of that, like I had to get it renewed like every, like every half, every semester, every half of a semester or something. Like, I don't know. I kept having to go to the, the traffic office to like make sure, Oh, is my medical permit? Okay. And I saw him like three times while, it, and I mean, like I wasn't going, it's not like I was going every day. So like, that means he was in there probably more. And every time it would be like, oh yeah, like my car was towed or, oh yeah, here's this ticket. And I'm, and the one time I saw him there and he, yeah, he brought the ticket. He was like, my car is towed. I, can I have it back? And she was like, oh yeah, Ben, sorry about that. Here you go. Like here are your keys. Yeah, <laughs> here's your, let me pull it around for you. Yeah. Let me pull it around for you. Um, <laughs> so yeah, it was hilarious. Like obviously he had, he did not care at all about being an LSU. Nope. Nope. That's funny. Um, well, I don't know. Was that uh, was that all we had this week, or did you guys have something else you wanted to put out there? Uh, I think it's about it. We'll be stressing on the baseball this weekend, and I think that's it. <laughs> I'm going to take a, take a leap of faith, Daniel, and think that LSU is just going to sweep out of the blue. We're, we don't expect them to, but maybe they will, just because I feel like we have a solid third third-day starter, so I don't know. My prediction, they go two and one and push it down to the wire to like the very last series where they like have to sweep A&M uh, right. and then Maneri is shaking his boots. Tommy is shaking final... in his batting gloves that he wears. Yeah. Right. Uh, any, any final thoughts, Tommy? Final thoughts. I am starting to, I don't know what it is. Uh, maybe it was that I was watching the FCS like semifinal football game this weekend, but I'm starting to get that little feeling that football is coming back. You know what I mean? Like just the little talk of it. You can feel summer's coming. School ended like they just had LSU graduation. That means we're getting into summer. And once you get into that June, July, you're not too far from August. They yeah. start talking. They you start seeing high school games on ESPN and now we're back in it. So I'm excited for that. Yeah. Especially because it looks like more and more cities are opening up and like even California is like, we could be looking at full capacity this fall. Oh, well, I don't, I, you know what? California can do whatever they want, but they, yeah. Tiger well, Stadium but I, is, is going to be full capacity. Oh, well, yeah. actually, no, that does matter for the UCLA game, though. <laughs> exactly. Because, exactly. Uh, I mean, the Rose Bowl would be an awesome game to go to. Uh, not not that I don't know what LSU or what, what UCLA is going to be like, but uh, it, it's a cool stadium. It's a cool area. You know, it's a lot of history in that stadium, obviously. But, um, yeah, just to have stadiums packed like they used to be is going to be great. Yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, I think that'll about do it for us. I did want to mention though, that a uh, uh, former LSU player, Sam Montgomery actually uh, came back to school and graduated. So I did want to give a, a kudos to him and he did it through uh, LSU's project graduation. And it was a program that was put in place to kind of just assist former LSU student athletes, not just football players, pretty much any student athlete, uh, to return to school and get their degree. 
uh, there was also a basketball player, Danica Hodges, that did it the same day that Sam did. Uh, but um, I just thought that was really cool, and it was just a, a good program worth mentioning. And I think so far to date, uh, 87 student-athletes have returned to LSU and got their degrees. And uh, a current player, still looking to get his, you guys might have heard of him, uh, Grant Delpit. Uh, he was a 2019 All-American and the Thorpe Award winner. He is currently, well, he's playing with the Browns, but he's uh, he's expecting to graduate here pretty soon because he enrolled uh, in the spring semester. So good for him as well. And with that, I think that'll about do it for us here on Talking Tigs. Uh, looking forward to this LSU-Alabama series. Hopefully they can sweep it. I don't know. At least we'll, we'll at least take a, a series win at this point. Um but we'll uh, we'll have that for you next week, as well as any uh, transfer slash recruiting, uh, whatever news in baseball, basketball, football, or whatever. Uh, and until then, stay safe, stay tuned, and we'll talk to you next time. Talk